welcome you to this Friday episode of It's Not You, It's Them, But It Might Be You, and I can hardly contain my excitement, because I'm here with the BAFTA-winning writer, director, co-creator of the BBC3 series, This Country, star, writer, director of Am I Being Unreasonable, currently starring in Rain Dogs, you see her all the time on Nevermind the Buzzcocks. It's only Daisy May Cooper. Hello, Daisy. I cannot tell you how excited I am to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Like, you have no idea. La La Let Me Explain has got me through so many difficult times. I'm obsessed with it. Bought the book, everything. I'm obsessed with you. I'm obsessed with Am I Being Unreasonable? I'm just starting Rain Dogs. I'm like a proper fangirl. So, so this is very exciting for me. Oh, that's lovely. We followed each other on Instagram for a little while. And when you first followed me, I, I felt like I was going to have a stroke. <laughs> so honestly, girl crush on you. You, you, you. you are very hot and sexy and smart and brilliant and intelligent and wonderful and everything that we want from a woman. I need to know from you first, what is your current dating status? Are you dating? Are you seeing someone? Yeah, I've got, I've been in a relationship for about a year with the nicest man I've ever met in my whole, I mean, just after dating a load of cunts, just finally met somebody who's just fucking normal. And it's like, oh my God, this is what relationships are meant to be like. I'm not supposed to be like throwing fucking beer bottles at them at like three in the morning and threatening suicide. Like this is a normal relationship. It's amazing. How did you meet this normal man? I met him on Hinge and I he didn't know he just he's just from Bristol. All he does is put up billboards. So calm and I just I, it was it was unlike anybody that I'd initially sort of been usually I'm an, uh, attracted to sort of difficult uh men who've got lots of issues and this was the first person that was unlike my type and yeah we went out for this date and he I remember I I had a really bad I had really bad period pain and he stroked my back without wanting to have a blowjob or sex and I thought this is fucking unreal this is unreal we don't we actually don't round at all and he agrees with me on everything. He supports me on stuff, which is something that I've never had from my partner. Fucking insane. It's, it's blown my mind. I absolutely love this. See, they do exist. But for the people who they're not currently existing for, let's answer a couple of questions. Amazing. Two years into our relationship, my boyfriend has now said that oral sex is not his thing anymore. So he won't be giving it to me. He's always done it before. So this makes me feel very rejected. I want our sex life to include me receiving oral sex. And I've tried talking, but he doesn't want to listen. And I don't want to have to force him if he doesn't like it. But I don't think I can carry on a relationship without receiving oral sex. What what should she do here? I, do you know, I, I, that... I, I genuinely believe that sex is extremely important 
And if you're not on the same page with that, then it it, it sort of le- it creep starts creeping into your personal relationship. You're not they're not compatible, and that will never you know he shouldn't have to give it and she shouldn't have to not receive it. And so yeah, I think walking away is the best thing for that because you will have somebody that will want to go down on you all the time, and he'll meet somebody who's not that interested in doing it but it's weird it's either that he he's he's always disliked it and and hasn't want hasn't wanted to tell her which in, in itself is fucking awful if i knew that somebody was licking me out and not enjoying it that would that would fucking cripple me i would want to get a boat and live in a cave for the rest of my life yeah oh horrible anyway it's not going to work. I, I think that would really, really fuck my head up. Two years in and him just going, no, I'm not doing that anymore. And like you, I'd be so distressed. Like, did something happen the last time? Did I have a bit of thrush or something that got in his mouth and now he's never going to recover? <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Or like you say, he never liked it. And then there's that whole thing of like, but what the whole time? Ah, like that's just ruined every orgasm I ever had while you were down there. Like, Horrible, horrible, horrible. So, yeah, I think you're right. But I think that me and you are coming from a position of people who sex is obviously really important to us. And that's not the same for It's the same for me. For me, my, my, my priorities in a relationship, sex is very high up there. And so if my sexual needs are not being met in some way, for me, that's unless we can resolve that, I don't really feel like the relationship can go forward. Whereas with other people, it's less important. It's way down on the priority list. And so maybe they... They could get over that and move forward. But I, I, I feel like this one's kind of, I don't, I don't know, that they've been together for two years. I mean, if you live with someone and you're really fully together, is them deciding they don't want to go down on you anymore enough to be like, done, relationship, done? Yeah, I, do you know what I, I do? And I think it's because I, I would say, I mean, sex, even though people say that it's not important to them, it's like the most... It, 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 that's when you are the most intimate with each other. That's the most, that's the closest you're ever going to get to being with one each, with one one another. And if you cannot agree on on that, then it's just it's never going to fucking work. And I would say that that would be on the same level as somebody, one of you wanting kids and the other one not wanting kids. Like that, it, it's it's just as important, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I definitely am with you on this one. All right. The next question says, all right, it's a bit of a longer one. This one involves oral sex as well, but in a different way. Uh, I'm not obsessed with being, actually, I was going to say I'm not obsessed with being licked out. I actually am. So that was a lie. This is from someone who says she's been separated from her husband, separated for four months. Anyway, recently got in touch with a guy who is a friend who she's known for 10 years. They've always had a bit of a thing for each other, but it was just definitely like a platonic kind of friendship. A few weeks ago, they met up and it was just a catch up with a friend kind of meet up. But they ended up having a lot of wine and then he gave her oral sex. Then when she started to be like, okay, let's move on to penis and vagina, He immediately stopped and said, I'm really sorry, but I've got a girlfriend and I've got to leave. Oh, my God. 
Maybe this is the man who stopped going down on his girlfriend and he's actually out here going out on going down on other people. And that's why he can't. He's got tongue ache. But anyway, the question isn't finished yet. She said she obviously felt really devastated and guilty and, you know, really pissed off about what happened. But she's ashamed to say that they have carried on messaging and it's very flirty. And he said that actually he's really unhappy in the relationship with this girlfriend and they're not having any sex at all. And they've now arranged to see each other again. She feels like a terrible person and she says she knows she shouldn't be doing this, but she does actually like him a lot. She says she doesn't know what to do. She feels guilty and thinks, of course, that maybe this is to do with the loneliness and upset about the breakdown of her marriage. And maybe she's confusing feelings for just wanting someone around. But they get on really well and she really likes him and she really wants to see him again. What should she do? Oh, my God. I mean, there's so many fucking red flags here. Like the first one, obviously, being that she's just come out of a a divorce, which I have recently. Well, just come out of separation. And that is you are. It's it's a really strange feeling where you are desperate to know whether you're attractive again or whether you can still be with somebody and you are, are yeah, lonely and you're looking for anything to fill that void within you. And it's a fucking bleak time and it's a really dangerous time actually because you can make a lot of fucking mistakes with a lot of twats. And the thing about him looking around and then going, actually, that's my boundary here. That I, Now, if I shag you, that's cheating. Fucking hell, what a cunt and what an absolute twat. And also, from being somebody that has had a a sort of liaison with uh, a guy who was married, said he was unhappy in his marriage, that they weren't having sex, that they were separating, it's bollocks. If If they're not happy and they don't want to be with them, they would have fucking left. They would have left. If he wants you enough, he'll be with you. Men are very, very simple creatures. If they want something, they'll go out. But if they can have both things that they want at the same time, then even better. And it sounds like she's trying to provide a situation now where he can have both of those things at the same time. And you know what? I'd be fucking devastated. You know, I actually feel like if 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 my imaginary boyfriend cheated by shoving his face in a woman's vagina, I feel like that would be worse to me than actually just like doggy style or something that was a bit more like, I'm just putting my dick in. I don't know. It feels very intimate, doesn't it? I fucking absolutely 100% agree. And he's, he's breadcrumbing because he's keeping his options open. So should he get pissed again and want it to happen again? I don't think she should see him again because I think, like you say, there's so many factors here. She's in a really vulnerable place post-divorce. Yeah. So she's going to be looking for that validation and, 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 and not really knowing herself and everything has changed. And now she is potentially going to get involved for what? Like, what, what is she looking for with this guy? Are you looking for him to, uh, do you just want to be a, a bit on the side while he goes back to his girlfriend who unknow- has no idea that she's kissing him? with your discharge all over his fucking top lip. God. But what is it that she's, what is she going to get out of this? What is she, what What does she hope that to, if he leaves his girlfriend, are you ever going to trust that he's not out there 
do, doing things with other women. And, and the thing is, if you give him an, an ultimatum where you say, right, it's either her or me, he'll choose her. I, I don't believe that they're not having sex. And the reason I don't believe they're not having sex is because why wouldn't you want to put your dick in someone else then? You're worried about putting your dick in the new woman because you are having sex with your girlfriend and she may catch something as a result. So, of course, he's still having sex with the, with, with, with the girlfriend. God, I didn't even think about that. Fucking hell. Oh, my God. Disgusting. In the fucking bin with that one. You know what? Our mutual friend, Susie Woozy, Susan Wakoma, who I just love and adore so much, she wanted me to ask you about the man who wanted to be treated like a table. Can you tell us about that, please, Daisy? I'd just come out of drama school. I just had no fucking self-esteem. And I dated him. He was this chef and he would stink. I mean, he fucking stank because he just wouldn't fucking wash properly in between his creases. I basically got off on being used as furniture. It was like a submissive dominatrix thing where he'd say, right, I'm going to be a footstool and you put your feet up on me and watch fucking bargain hunt. And so I'd do that. <laughs> and he would have this massive fucking stiffy. It's great for me because I, the only way I was escaping was just um, drinking fucking shitloads of wine, which I couldn't afford. So he'd, you know, buy me a bottle of wine, which is fucking great. So I was drowning myself. What, you'd like lean the wine on his back and <laughs> while he... I had to use him as a fucking coat rack once. I had to, he wanted me to come into the house, put my coat up on his face as if he wasn't there and then sit down and watch TV and uh, wine, which I did. And I just remember this boner just start coming. So the coat just suddenly started coming out because he... This coat rack was getting a fucking stiff. So, Daisy, you're sat there on the sofa. Sorry, while well, there was a naked man in the corner with a hood over his face and a jacket, like, <laughs> in front of it. Fucking master stonk on. Then what he said to me that I would, I would get, well, he would go out and work as a chef. So he'd do, like, split shifts, right? So then he'd, like, do, like, 10 till 3 and then, like, 5 till, like, 10 at night. So I would go over there. And then I remember him saying to me, yeah, when I come back from work and I see your shoes at the bottom of the stairs, my heart sinks knowing you're here. And I said, well, <laughs> that's fucking horrible. And we shouldn't be together then. And he, I remember him dumping me and saying, um, you know, the sex was fine, but you need to lose some weight, which I ended up writing in Abu, which was the final, you know, the big twist. And he fucking messaged me and he goes, God, I love that. Am I being unreasonable? What a fucking arsehole. And I said, do you not remember that you fucking said that to me? And he couldn't fucking remember. Oh, he's so fucking weird. I had to block him off Instagram. And then he did another account and was messaging. And then he messaged me last night. He's just desperate. He said, oh, will you come over and torture me? Like I live on a lake. And he said, look, I'll clean your decking for free. Or just It's just so I can get off on it. Then he sent me a picture last night saying, my house is on fire. And he sent me a picture of his house with like fucking flames in the wind. And I just anything to try and get my attention now, which is fucking insane, seeing as he broke my heart. While it's a great story, it also makes me so sad that like, again, this is the kind of fucking shit I would have done looking back on 
men who I would have been involved with in my early 20s or whatever, they could have asked me to do anything as they promised to love me yeah. and be nice to me. Now, I wonder whether... You know, like all this thing about the male gaze and I'd like to think, oh, I don't do stuff for the male gaze, but I, I fucking do. Like, I think... I do. Would I get my nails done? Would I get my hair extensions? Would I get my fucking Botox? Like, would I wear makeup if I was on an island just with women? Probably fucking not. Like, so I'm still doing it. Like, I still need this validation. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why? Me too, me too. I have had so much therapy. I've had so much therapy. And I can just never undo this this one thing. I'm the same. Nails done all the time. Eyebrows, makeup. I care about what I look like. I go to the gym a lot. You know, I want men to look at me, but then at the same time, not the wrong ones and not in the wrong way. And yeah, I mean, I'm still very much validated by male attention or male compliments, even though in my head, I'm like, well, it's not a compliment for a man to want to fuck you because they will fuck a wet sock. It is, you know... It's so complex. It is. It's, it's a complex thing, isn't it? Hi, guys. It's me, and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now, I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, not, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Well, thank you for that lovely chat and the dating dilemmas. I think listeners will have got a lot out of that. Now we're moving on to it. Every time I have a guest on here, I always ask them to tell me a time when they have had the ick. What is your ick, Daisy? It's only happened once. But it's when you're bowling with a bloke, right? You go bowling and they bowl. It's the walk back from the bowling to the chair, especially after they've done a strike, makes my fanny fucking, I can't fucking explain it, but it is so disgusting. Yeah, but there is something about that moment, isn't there? Because I never know what to do. And I always feel really like self-aware and really fucking awkward. And actually, so now I realise actually that is such an ick. But maybe that's your, maybe that's coming from you icking yourself out in the way that you feel after you've just bowled and you have to make your way so then you're really conscious of them. You know what I mean? It must be. But that gives me the fucking it so bad. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And then I had, I dated a guy who was a metal detectorist, right? And he was he would show me the coins that he's found, like these fucking Roman denarius and stuff. 
And he'd get it in his left hand and he'd point to the coin with his middle finger. <laughs> it was so fucking disgusting. And I don't know Pointed why. Pointed with his middle finger. All right, people listening, point at things with what? The, the one next to your wedding ring finger. We would point at the middle one. Oh, wow. Who points with that? <laughs> it's so unnatural. Fucking disgusting. Oh, I think he was trying to make you think about getting fingered. <laughs> I think he was slyly trying to seduce you with that because there is no other reason to point with that finger. Um, those are good icks. I, I support those icks. I don't support some icks. I think some icks are so unreasonable and mean, but those those are great icks. One other ick that I had, this was from a guy, before I met this partner, I was actually bad, quite bad with dating two guys at the same time that didn't know about each other. One of the guys, for my birthday present, for my Christmas present, he wrote a novel and he had it, uh, what's it, when you have it bound? Like bound? That was my fucking Christmas present from him, was a, a, his own bound novel. And it was the... F but the novel was, did it feature you? Were no. you like a character in this? It was such a fucking typical bloke thing. It was all about gangsters. And like cocaine dealers and absolutely <laughs> one of the lines, one of the fucking lines in it. I'm gonna, you've got to come over and I'll read it to you. Do a Jack and Nori with it. One of the lines was, the ceiling was so stained with tobacco smoke, it was as if it had been sponsored by Benson and Hedge. <laughs> I bet he was proud of that one as well. <laughs> Fuck me. So we thought bad. that was the line that was going to make him famous. Oh, my God. Amazing. I love that. I really want to read that book. <laughs> I would love to read it. What a gift. What I always do on a Friday is I like to leave everybody with a Friday night reminder and a Friday night reminder because I think Fridays are quite a vulnerable time especially if you're single yeah it's that time where you are more vulnerable to ending up with a fuck boy a fuck person fuck girl whoever because all your mates are out and whatever and and maybe you get a text from an ex and you're, you're far more vulnerable on that Friday night to to ending up with that person so every week I leave my listeners with a Friday night reminder to get them into the weekend, fuck person free. What would be your Friday night reminder for listeners today? Lowering your standards for a bloke uh, is not only fucking detrimental for you, it actually makes you less attractive to them. Wow, that is such a good one. That is such a good one. Actually do doing that, bending over backwards, I am available to you. I'm going to lower my standards regardless of how you treat me. Doesn't make them want you more. It makes them want you less because they just, they can't respect that. But they can have you at any fucking cost. Yeah. And that is not no. attractive. Sad. Yeah, don't do that. So keep your standards high. And what, and think, what can, rather than doing everything to impress him, think, what is he doing to impress me? Like we always do that on dates. We we want them to like us, and we go to the you know to ask them questions or to. Uh, but but we're never questioning: is this person right for me? Actually, yeah. It's always about the validation from from them. So 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 important. Do I like them? I don't care if they like me. Well, I do. I do. I'm lying. But yeah, the first question should be: Am I interested in them? So thank you. That will keep everybody very fuck person free. 
Thank you, Daisy. Oh, God, I just adore you. That was probably the best day of my life, having Daisy May Cooper on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I hope you're going to tune in on Monday because we are discussing the drama that has been happening in this series of Married at First Sight. And if you don't watch Married at First Sight, don't worry. I think you'll still be very interested. And I really do want everyone to listen because we've got a lot to talk about. La la la, let me explain. And this has been a Sony Music Entertainment production. <laughs>